Hello beautiful people and welcome to my first solo podcast episode. I am super grateful that you're here and that you're taking the time to tune in. Now, I recorded this episode once already today and something about it just felt clunky and I wasn't really sure what that was but I trusted that and went with it. And of course, when we follow those impulses that we receive, there's always reason. And I later found out why that was. I needed to go do something before the inspiration was fully cooked, so to speak. Um, And that was go bowling, go have some fun, go do something that I wouldn't ordinarily do. And it was on that bowling lane that everything became crystal clear. So I started the game. And, you know, I was missing the pins quite dramatically. I think I had a couple of gutter balls and it was maybe my third throw. And I was like, okay, you're in charge of the way that you are directing your energy. Focus. And so I held the ball differently. I had the intention before I threw it. I focused on where it is that I was going as I was coming up to the line and then throwing it. And sure enough, within that roll or throw, whatever you want to call it, I'm clearly no bowling expert, Um, I threw a spare and then I threw a consecutive spare and it kept going and then I threw a strike and it was really interesting to just observe myself and the subtlety in which I was able to shift, you know, and this is a game and I can be quite competitive. I just will for, like kind of preface that. <laughs> um, I like things where I'm challenged and I can um, be in competition. You know, it's not the end of the world if I lose. I don't love losing, <laughs> but it's all fun and games, you know, like I enjoy that side of myself and I always have, but What I really then started to notice were the times where I was like, okay, this time I'm going to throw a strike. And of course, that's not what happened. On those goes, I did not hit many pins. (laughs) And it was, the thing that became clear in that for me was, and I love metaphors, right? Like the metaphor in that was the moment that I wanted to force and push the outcome and I was like, it has to be this way on this go. That were Those were the exact times that it didn't go that way. The times where I focused on being in the actual doing of the process that would allow an outcome to be, you know, a good throw and a good throw in my perception was either a strike or a spare, were the times where I would surrender into that process of just going, okay, what's the next step, what's the, like, and really laser focusing on where I was rather than the outcome. And that was the thing that really hit home for me. And then as I was driving home, like, that train of thought kind of started to bubble up and I was cooking dinner before and that also always helps my creative process in many different ways and that's often when I process experiences and the day and, you know, all sorts of things come through for me in that time and that space. But it was that reflection of this is how much of life works as well. 
and when we try to force through our human doing we get in the way of the organic flow and the manifestation of the outcome that we actually want to receive and there is a big difference in harnessing that energy we can create through human force absolutely no doubt about it is it sustainable though often not is it nourishing and enriching us long term often not does it show us what we're capable of when we put pedal to the metal yes (laughs) um but there is so much more accessible to us energetically, physically, mentally, emotionally when we are able to be with what is and operate from what is with focus and clarity and intentionality. Yes, have the outcome that we're wanting to move toward, but when the rigidity comes of that it has to be this way and it has to be now and da-da-da-da, that's when we get in the way. And I know that the simplicity of, oh, it was just a game, it was just, you know, throwing a ball at some pins, but it did offer some really deep, clear insight and the way that that has played out in my life in many facets and it's definitely been something that I've found myself reworking Oh, I don't even know when <laughs> where to start with like when that kind of arrived and arised for me that that awareness around how often I when I really want something that I would try to force it and push it into place and that also gets in the way of what it is that we actually need to go through and grow through sometimes to become the person that's capable of holding the energy that allows that experience and there's nothing wrong with doing the other way, right? The force, the push, the the hard way because that often also shows us exactly what we don't want to do long-term or what we can't sustain long-term. And then it gets us questioning, okay, well, what other – what oh, if not this way, what is the other way? Is there another way? And that's always a gateway and that's an, a, necess- a necessary experience for us to be able to come to that place of surrender almost. And surrender isn't like this, oh, just let it go and I'm just going to see what happens. Surrender is a diff- it's different. It is a process where we arrive at a place where we're allowing and that we are willing to trust in levels of unknown but knowing that as long as we do what we need to do, then the outcome will be exactly what it needs to be. And when I say when we do what we need to do, it is not aligned to that aforementioned kind of push force human mechanical way of bringing something into being. It's the doing from a place of knowing. And there's a subtle difference in that, but a distinct difference because that is ultimately... (laughs) the work for those that are here consciously creating. It's recognizing how we harness and move and flow our energy and then what that brings in. Now, there are places and spaces in my life where this is something that I'm still working on, but there are other places and spaces in my life where I can see how much more easeful and 
intentional I am and the allowance of what that reaps or what that reaps the yeah as a reward and not because that's the necessarily the intention it's just the natural flow of things when we can be in that space and that's what I find like is so beautiful about being able to hold a higher level of awareness and a curiosity around when we meet life's edges and meet you know, even things that may seem a bit silly, but that we can actually look at from a a deeper lens. And that's something that I've always found I've held since I was a small, small child. Like, I never took things for just what they were, or just the superficial face value. I always was curious. And I guess that's something that I also want to encourage you to kind of practice this week as you enter into a new week, or even if it's just a new day, where can you look at life and the subtle gifts and lessons that it's constantly offering us? And how can we take those things and start to apply them in how we're actually living our lives day to day? Because, you know, it is beautiful having a vision and a direction of where we want to go and things that we'd like to have as an outcome or an experience. But, the way in which we get there can either be really difficult, like we're pushing shit up the hill, so to speak, or it can still challenge us to meet new edges, new stretches, new parts of ourselves, but in a way that it's gentler and that we recognise as long as we keep doing the small things with our focused intentionality, with harnessing and directing our energy consciously and this is that that piece around conscious energy direction is important and this is a far bigger conversation in many ways when we talk about energy intentionality and direction because there is so much in this world that is distracting us from conscious energy direction and everything has been set up with that in mind because they want us to be consumers they want us to be consumers of products people ideas ideologies all of the noise and information and things that can be consumed and when I say all love of course I should caveat that with the fact that there are things that are in service to our growth evolution becoming and there are things that detract from that and distract us so there is that distinction between the two but what I was just really referring to was more the things that detract and distract us and we know that that's how the mechanics of the patriarchal construct was set up because that means that we continue to be or we had we continued to of course right now this is definitely something that's shifting and changing but in that model life force was siphoned because we were distracted and we allowed for the detraction. But where we find ourselves and those of us that are here right now and those of you that are listening, you know, we hold a different level of conscious awareness. But sometimes we can still forget and we get distracted and we fall into that detraction of energy because we may be focusing on external things and external ways of measuring where we are or where we're going with out remembering that 
we actually have such a powerful resource within and it's the intentionality and it is the focus and it is the being where we are but directing that all with conscious intention, with conscious direction, decision and then surrendering it and allowing, making room and making space for the things that we are moving towards because it doesn't come from this clenched, tight, hold, forceful grip. And that's also very reflective of the modem of operation that we've been taught. And this is a thing that's up for major rewrite in so many of our personal journeys and stories, but equally in the lineages that we come from. You know, we have generations where this sort of thing was what was the normal. So we aren't just rewriting our own experiences of living in this society that we have grown up in. It's also those that have lived in this version of the world and helped create this version of the world that we're helping do the rewrite for. So what started with a (laughs) truth in the bowling alley is now a far bigger conversation and that's also why I love following the inspiration and the different threads because there's always more. There's always more available to us. There's always more to explore. There's always more that we can open ourselves up to when we practice the curiosity, the willingness and the allowance of following something that may not make sense at the time, right? And that's the other thing, like the logic that can override the intention and the focus of being where we are because we can look at the external and use that again, as I was saying before, that measuring stick, that measurement of what's happening outside of us is then the parameter to which we kind of start to go, okay, well, is this is this really going to create what it is that I want or is this really going to yield success or whatever story we run around that? But that's also because it's still something externally outside of ourselves that we're using as the reason that we're doing what we're internally being guided to do. And I'm not saying that that's the case for all of us, but there will be parts in our lives where we still run some of that. And this is where things like these types of conversations or podcasts or books or inspiring content can really support us in re-anchoring back into our own remembrance. And that's what I said earlier on my stories was... If anything, the conversations that are held here, the only intention that I have solely for every episode is that the medicine is created in the conversation that I'm having with the incredible guest that's present and that whatever we create is there to serve as an anchor for remembrance of truth, for the power that lives within you, for the way that we can co-create a new reality together. And that's, you know, the name Together We Rise, that's what it was always about. It was that we get to experience this together and that we get to remind each other. And that quote from Ram Das, right, it's, we're all just walking each other home. I remember the first time I heard that, it was like straight into the heart space. I felt that so viscerally because it is so true. When one of us forgets, there's somebody else that can hold the mirror. There's somebody else that holds the light when we are moving through the darkness. Sometimes we are the light for others moving through the darkness. And that is the absolute beauty of 
those choosing the path of conscious awareness and growth and evolving and we're not always going to get it perfect we're not always going to get it right we're not always going to move with intention and focus sometimes we're going to default to trying to push things up the hill and trying to make things happen and that's all perfect because that's also the humanness of it and that is sometimes what we need to do to remember to come back to truth to come back to the spaciousness and the place within ourselves where possibility and potentiality go hand in hand and actuality within that becomes the outcome because we can create anything and I paused there because I was like that's such a big vast broad statement but it is true and together we can definitely co-create anything. And in order for that to be the possibility, though, and this is what I want to round out with and close off with, is that the intentionality that I have really made the focus of this conversation, you know, the intentionality with which we focus on what it is that we are desiring to bring into manifested form or experience, is our individual contribution to that. Because when we are directing our energy with that level of precision, that level of ownership, that level of stewardship, that's when we start to call each other forward. And that's when we start to have so much more impact within the energy that we all hold individually that's already very powerful and strong. But when that starts to come together in communion and in co-creation, well, then we're talking about a whole different level and a whole different playing field altogether, really. So that's part one that I wanted to close with and then just part two, circling back to what I mentioned earlier, like, the metaphor that was the bowling alley and the lesson that it reminded me of. I really love to encourage you to just enter this new week with that level of curiosity, that level of observing, observership, I don't even think that's a word, but (laughs) observation perhaps, that level of observation in your day-to-day, what is this offering me? What is this anchoring into my field into my mind what opportunities are there for me to look at this from a different lens and to look a little bit deeper because that enriches our life in so many ways and when we also have the ability to do that we can equally ask ourselves the question at times what is my role here and that's something that hasn't really been mentioned in this chat, but I just feel like it wants to come through now and that's how we'll close, is that we also all have roles to play and we get to mirror to one another and we get to assert our role in what's showing up because as I did say before around the whole we get to hold the mirror, Sometimes we also need to ask the deeper questions around what metaphorically is showing up for us because that can also lead us then into, oh, what is my role here? What is my piece to play in this? And that is a necessity. 
we all need to be contributing our little piece and we won't get there when we're just looking at things from a superficial lens or landscape. So, yeah. I knew that something was going to come through. I didn't know that it was going to be this, but I'm glad that it was. And it is my hope, as always, that there was something in that for you and that you are able to go away with a little anchor of remembrance. So thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning in. I wish you an incredible week, day, wherever this finds you in the world. And I will see you in the next episode.